everyone, and welcome to Avid Travel with Britton Frost. I, of course, am your host, Britton Frost. And this week, y'all, I have to be honest, I'm a little under the weather. It's been very hot in North Carolina. Um, and then it just dropped down to cold again. I got back from the Bahamas and it was cold and then warm and then cold. And I just, it caught up with me finally. So this episode might be a little short off the heels of our uh, 40 minute episode last week. But if I sound a little stopped up, that's why. If this episode seems a little short, that's why. Um, but I guarantee that I won't rush anything. So we'll start off with cruise news. Emerald Waterways is adding activity managers to every ship in their um, starship category, which is a, there are seven of those and they're only in Europe, um, the the starship category that is. And these activity managers are going to coordinate the fitness programs, the group classes and things like that. But they're also going to help guests with planning cycling tours um, for themselves individually, walks in port, um, things like that. And so it's, it's to kind of assist in offering more active excursions and also help people um, you know, they just have one place to go now. And so uh, that's obviously a good uh, addition, a welcome addition. And you do see a lot of cruise companies right now kind of shifting to a more active focus. Um, in my interview with Christine Karst, we talked about Ama Waterways doing champagne yoga. In the interview with Pam, we talked about, you know, Avalon Choice. And so this is a really good addition. A lot of, um, I think a lot of younger people are starting to do river cruises too. And so sometimes those walking tours, I mean, definitely cruise companies have worked with providing different options so that the pace is more, um, let's just say, appropriate for certain clients, for certain guests. Um, But of course, people are still making strides to offer even more active options um, than just a traditional walking tour. and then also, I there that's kind of the only headline for this week uh, that stuck out to me. But I do want to say, too, is that there are a lot of new ships coming out this year. Um, Ama Magna comes out very soon. And then Emerald Harmony is coming out. Viking is doing seven ships. I know I talked about this last week. But of course, when those start sailing, we will talk about them. Um, but just not to be forgotten, because... I think that sometimes in the beginning of the year, you're seeing a lot of deals, a lot of booking deals, and uh, things can seem a little bit slow, but you know, you have these really exciting things happening later in the year. So we're, we're just anticipating those, of course. Now today's podcast is called Why Cruise? Um, Why River Cruise? And I'm going to give five reasons why I think that a river cruise is the best way to see Europe. And we're going to do that now. So... Okay, so I guess we'll just get straight into it. You know, for me, I started doing river cruises when I was about 14 years old. I did the Mekong. And to be honest with you, I loved ocean cruising so much. And 
hearing about going on a river cruise when at first getting onto the river cruise and seeing that everyone was like over 60 years old was a little bit, um, I don't know. I guess I didn't really have high hopes for it in the beginning. And I feel okay saying that because I think that a lot of people feel the same way as I do. I'm 23 years old. I think that a lot of younger people, um, just cruises in general, have been so aimed towards older people for so long. And of course, I mean, I don't know if a lot of people my age can afford it. But that being said, I think it's a great way to travel. I enjoy river cruising so much. It's actually, it is my favorite mode of travel currently. I love ocean cruises too, but there is just something about river cruising and you've heard me say it probably 50 times. I like to get to know everyone and you really, really get that sense of community on a river cruise ship. And I am doing a trip in March and I am so excited for it. And of course, I will talk about it end of March, so beginning of April. And of course, we'll talk more about it as the time comes. But I am just looking so, so forward to this because I just really, truly enjoy river cruising so much. So you know, when people come onto our site, I'm just kind of back up a little bit. A lot of people do come on to um, River Cruise Advisor it, because they're looking to cruise for their first time. Now, we also have travel agents, cruise enthusiasts, you know, people that just like to follow what we're doing, um, people who have known Ralph for a while or maybe sailed with him and met him that way. So we definitely have a, a users for a lot of different reasons. But I think that a lot of people use our site to research. So one question that I think is answered through most of our posts is, why should I take a cruise? I think that we do a good job of answering that through almost every single post that we make. And we also answer that through the press releases when cruise companies are promoting new products and things like that. I mean, there's always good information about why you should take a river cruise, but I just wanted to answer that question extremely directly and why I think that it is most important, you know, what what my reasons for cruising are. And number one is comfort and ease. Cruising is so much easier than trying to take a train and a flight and a bus and all of these things. I mean, not to say that that's not a great way to travel and that I haven't done that as well, but cruising just provides a way of travel that is so easy and so convenient. I mean, yeah, you could go on a bus tour in a motor coach or stay in hotels, but it is so comfortable to travel by ship. Because here's the thing, you don't have to get off of it if you don't want to. There are plenty of people, maybe you see it more on ocean cruising than river cruising, who just stay on the ship the entire time because that's their vacation. Come to think of it, I really don't think that you see it on river cruising, like hardly at all. But you always have that option. I mean, there are people who go on these trips who are handicapped and can't get off the ships and things like that. And and I've seen, you know, I've heard of people doing these things. So, um just, you could theoretically stay on the ship the whole time. But river cruising is also an easy way to highlight, to see the highlights of of many countries in one trip. So, you know, although getting around Europe is not that difficult in itself, it's pretty easy to find cheap flights, it's easy to find train rides. Um, river cruising 
is just, they hit so many countries and so many cities and so many nice cities and maybe places that you wouldn't know to go. Um, and, and you do that in one trip. So maybe it's not the best way to, you know, delve deep into a region. Like if you wanted to just go to Paris and, and spend the night in Paris. And I mean, that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about seeing these highlights, um, what you would have to do by taking a train or an airplane. And, you know, your bags are in the same place. You put them on the ship, unless you're me and your bags get lost and they try to chase the ship. But most of the time, if all goes accordingly, your bags are on the ship and they don't have to be lugged around, which, you know, is convenient for many reasons, some of which because it's easy to leave stuff behind in hotels. It really is. I, I've done it. I know. Um, and And also just because lugging around bags is annoying, quite frankly. So, you know, that's one reason. So that's really that ease. Um, But then also you have cruise companies that are putting together itineraries and tours for you. So maybe you're working with a travel agent when you're booking, you know, a land tour and you're or you're you're researching and seeing where you want to go. But it takes a lot less research to find a river cruise itinerary that speaks to you than having to come up with one on your own. Cruise companies are also willing to work with guests. So if you need help finding a flight, there are people at the cruise line. Okay, let me say at some cruise companies who can help you do that. And so, you know, as I said, if you're working with a travel agent, that's not really something that you have to worry about. But if you are booking a trip on your own, you can just go to the River Cruise website, look at what they offer, go to our site, compare and say, which line do I want to take? Okay, let's say I looked at it. I really want to take Crystal. So I go to Crystal's website. I look at their itineraries. You can book from from these River Cruise websites um, and, and then you can just do it that way. So it certainly makes things easier um, than trying to plan out a whole trip. Now, not to say that there's not planning that goes into a river cruise. Of course there is. But a lot of these companies just have people that are there willing to help you. And then also you have travel agents who are able to help book the river cruises as well. So, you know, just it's easy, I think. Number two is the views are the views. The views on the rivers in Europe and and around the world. I mean, I did the Mekong, but the views in the rivers of Europe are some of the most beautiful views that I have ever seen in my life. And as I said, if you don't want to get off the ship, you can just sit on the ship and look around and you have a 360 degree view if you're sitting on the top deck. And no other mode of transportation can provide that. Um, and, you know... I, I think that a lot of the times you're sailing at night on, you know, on ocean cruises and on some river cruises, but there are times that you're sailing during the day as well. And so just sitting and watching that and, and sailing and sailing past castles and these banks and you see it in some of the pictures that we post with our stories. And I mean, it is just truly beautiful and it is so different from looking at landscapes out of a train window or a car window or a plane. I mean... Obviously, a plane is going to be far away. But when you're going on a train, I mean, it's nice because, but there's not really anything around. 
you're looking at landscapes of valleys and things like that. And yes, they are pretty. And yes, that's not always the case. I'm speaking in very general terms here. But the views on river cruises are something that that really need to be experienced to be understood. So number three is variety for me. So I actually am going to go number three and four together, which is variety and family travel, because they really kind of um, mesh. So river cruising can offer so much variety. You know, if looking out onto the river isn't your thing, of course, sometimes you're gonna have to sail, but you can find something else to do on board. I mean, there's entertainment. A lot of the times when you're in port at night, they have people come on and do presentations and things like that. I remember when I was on the Mekong, we did a towel folding class and that was really cool. We learned how to make like the little monkeys and everything. Um, And so there's always something to do. Places have libraries, gyms. You know, the gyms on these river cruise ships are small, but they're still there. And a lot of cruise lines offer internet, so you can just go into your room. I mean, there is just so much to do. There are so much, there are so many options. And, you know, shore excursions vary too. So if you look at, let's use Avalon as an example. And if you all listened to my interview with Pam Hoffey, you heard us talk about Avalon Choice, which offers guests shore excursions across a variety of interests across a variety of skill sets if you don't feel like hiking if you don't feel like taking a walking tour take a painting class take a cooking class you have these discovery excursions active discursions and you also i mean you just there there are options and of course that's on avalon but a lot of other cruise companies are doing similar things and you have you know, even within walking tours, you have gentle walking tours, you have more active walking tours. A lot of river cruise companies have bikes on board. So, you know, you don't have to do the same thing every day. And you also don't have to do the same thing as other people in your group. So apart from a variety in excursions and itineraries, we also see a variety of of cruises, a variety of offerings. Um, you by Uniworld, is geared toward millennials, um, toward people my age. But then you also have programs like uh, Ama Waterways has a partnership with Disney and they do Disney cruises. And then you also have Bridges from Tauk that does, um, it really, it encourages children traveling. And so you have these variety of, of cruise types as well. And what you're going to do on the entire cruise itself. And you have a variety of ships and you have a variety of, you know, just dining, wine, theme cruises, things like that. I mean, there is so much variety and, and there's a variety on each itinerary and there's variety between the itineraries. And so, you know, when people say to me that cruising isn't for me, I say, you just haven't found the right cruise then because do you like to drink wine? Do you want to learn more about wine production? Do you want to um, do wine tastings? Take a wine theme cruise, you know? And so, I mean, okay, maybe there are some people who cruising really isn't for, but once you start going in and doing that research, you do realize that there is so much more than you think. There is so much more than meets the eye. And then, so that leads me into family travel. As I talked about bridges and the um, Disney with with Ama Waterways, um, you know, we've written articles on cruising with children and things like that. But 
if you are traveling with children, river cruising could be a really good option. Because as I said, you don't have to worry about leaving things behind in the hotel room as you switch hotels and you only pack and unpack once during your vacation. And, you know, I'm talking about families with children with family travel, but I'm also talking about families that are my age. I mean, if you have three generations, it would be so fun for me to go on a cruise with my mother and grandmother. And I can really just imagine us having a blast. And even though, you know, I mentioned the choice excursions that Avalon offers and, you know, the different excursions that other cruise lines offer, I think that it's all would also be fun to go on the same excursions. Like I wouldn't mind my grandmother had a knee replacement taking a gentle walking tour with her because it, it really provides something good to talk about over dinner. And when you have these shared experiences, it really does provide something that you can talk about for years and years. And you see that in the first episode of this podcast when Ralph and I talked about cruising the Yota Canal. Um, you really just, it is a good experiences, experience for families. Now, some river cruise companies don't allow children. So that's why I'm going a little bit broader on the families. Um, but those that do, uh, that those that do um, allow children aboard, I really do think it's a good idea to introduce your children to river cruising. And I talked about that with Catherine Bonner. I also talked about that with Christine Karst. It's just how my experiences, my experience river cruising so young was one of the best times of my life. And it's such a good way to introduce your children to the rest of the world. Or maybe some of you who are listening have grandchildren. And and it really is just a good way for your family to have a great travel experience that is easy. So it goes back to that comfort and ease. And you're not worried about keeping an eye on your kids when you're on the plane or, you know, on a train. And you're not worried about going from one place to another and walking around in airports and places that are very easy to get lost in. So, you know, that's that's why I would really recommend it for families, but also just because it is such a good way to see so much of the world and it's such a great experience for kids to travel. And then lastly on my list is price. This is a big one for me. This is probably the most important thing on my list because a lot of the times when I work in the cruise industry, when I tell people that I work in the cruise industry, I hear, I would love to go on a river cruise. I would love to go on an ocean cruise. But right now we're talking about river cruises. I would love to go on a river cruise, but they are so expensive. Now, I know that expensive is a relative term, so it is important to look at what cruise lines offer what, how much they're going to cost you. You have anywhere from $200 per person per day up to $400 per person per day. But, you know, what does that include? Most cruise companies include beer and wine at dinner. I mean, not talking about family travel for a second, because obviously that's not relevant to kids. But if you want to have a glass of wine at dinner or two, and you're on a cruise for seven nights, and your glass of wine is, let's say, $12. That's $24 a day for two people to have one glass of wine. And then if you multiply that by seven, I'm a writer, not a mathematician, but it's over $150, okay? So, I mean, that just adds 
an extra expense. So, you know, some cruise companies don't offer beverages. And so that's why it's important to look at. If you're not a drinker, great. I mean, there are other things. But also, apart from inclusions, because on river cruise companies, we often talk about everything's included, um, all inclusives. And so, you know, a lot of times that cruise fare is just reflective of the fact that you might not have to take your credit card with you while you're on board. And every cruise line has something different. Some include gratuities, some don't. Uh, so, I mean, really take time to research that. And we have pricing charts for that exact reason. Um, we have an article called What's a River Cruise Going to Cost Me that I'll link in the description. But apart from all of that, a lot of the times cruise lines provide incentives travel incentives. So those can vary from reduced cruise fare to free air to more. But then, you know, as I said, airfare is included in some uh, cruises. And so it is just really important to look at that and understand that your cruise fare isn't always just reflective of your cruise fare. It is often reflective of, you know, meals are included on most ships. So really, I encourage you to look and we have on our site with, with those pricing charts that I was talking about, um, we have, you know, what is a river cruise really going to cost me per day and how much is it truly going to cost per day minus airfare, minus beverage, you know, and things like that. And so it really is important because sometimes the, mo the, the most expensive cruise lines are the ones that end up costing the least per day because everything is included. So really, you know, river cruising is not one size fits all. And that's what makes it so great is that it doesn't try to cater to everyone. There are different cruise companies for different reasons. There are different itineraries for different reasons. And, and that is part of what makes it what it is, is that people can really pick and choose what they want. So that, you know, I love, I love river cruising and I'm so passionate about it and you can probably hear it in my voice, but I would highly encourage you to think about doing a river cruise if you haven't already. And if you have, I would encourage you to do another one. Thank you so much for joining me today on Avid Travel with Britain Frost. I hope that you all have a good week. And also, I want to provide this moment. I am not opening this to the general public yet. This is only for my podcast listeners, and then I'll probably open it up. But I am looking for people to interview for the podcast. Um, we're, of course, still doing the interviews with cruise execs. I just thought that this was a really important episode to make. Um, we have some insurance podcasts coming up, but I really would like to hear from some of you all, even if it's a five minute call, even if it's a 10 minute call, but you can talk to me for an hour and I will be equally happy. So I'm going to open that up to you all now. If there is something that you would like to come on the podcast, I would love to talk about some trips that you've taken that you thought were interesting. Um, so email me. 
My email is in the description, or you can fill out a contact form on our website. And I would really, really love to hear from you all. So please let me know if you would like to be featured on the podcast, because as I said from the beginning, I really, really want this to be an interaction between all of us. And I I really, really would love to hear from you all. So as always, have a great week. Thank you so much for joining me and we'll see you next week. Bye.